Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. Presented by Mosing Motor Cars. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. This is John Massengale sitting alongside Mr. Les Kaiser. Les, how are you this evening? Man, doing all right. A little bit chilly around here. In fact, we got some pretty serious weather the other night. You may have seen the Speed City tweet that uh, they closed the Winter Wonderland for one night just because it was yeah. so messy and they just felt like it was safer and for y'all not to... Out of try to, to the Americas. make the trek over there. So, uh, but it's back open, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I was out there over the weekend, and it is building up even more so than it was the first oh, really? weekend when I <laughs> went. So, uh, they're doing a lot of things really cool. Go get those human snow globe pictures; those are pretty cool. Take the kiddos out there. I heard it's really good for oh, uh, for yeah. young kids too. Yeah, go see the camels. You know, uh, they were short <laughs> three wise men. I told them we couldn't help them with that department. <laughs> no, we don't fit that category. Uh, you don't hear the voice of Jonathan Green because he's over in the UK. He's over in London. In fact, we're going to jump right into uh, a segment with Jonathan that I just recorded about 30 yeah. minutes ago because he had a very exciting time in London because he got to do an incredible interview. And in fact, let me tell you what's on the show tonight. We're going to have this interview with Jonathan and then the, the subsequent interview that he did with a F1 slash IndyCar driver. And then at 730-ish, we're going to have David Martinez on from the Speed Group, and a fantastic, exciting to have him because he is—he's a, a fantastic instructor. He's got a long history in racing. I, I like the other part of his experience, helping people manage their racing career. Yeah, I, I find that really intriguing. So I'm yeah, looking we're, forward we're to looking it. forward to talking to him. But he's probably going to tell me I'm a little late to join in. But <laughs> yeah, I think you're not in the window, Mr. Kaiser. All right, well, let's jump into this segment we recorded with Jonathan just a few minutes ago. All right, we now have Mr. Jonathan Green uh, over in London. Mr. Green, how are you, sir? Very well and very English again. <laughs> yes, I can hear your accent's gotten stronger in the week you've been over there. Well, one <laughs> tries, and it's so nice to be in the land of the gray skies and the miserable people. <laughs> well, we've had a bit I've of that here. Them, I may add. What's well, that? It, um, unfortunately, the, the weather just makes you just kind of, you know, just cold and miserable. It's not easy. <laughs> well, well, that's what we've had in Austin. It's been horrible. It was got a little better today, but it's been nasty. But well, I want to talk to you about a very exciting week you've had over there in London because you got to catch up with Max Chilton. Tell us about that because we're going to play this interview right after we get through here. Yeah, nothing miserable about that. I'm so delighted I was here with Nick Kennelly and uh, BT Sport because they they say timing is everything. And I was here at the right time at the right place because finally uh, a situation that both myself and BT Sport have been waiting for for many, many years. Uh, and in fact, indie fans in the UK have been waiting for for many, many years, which is finally we've got a British team taking on the rest of America in the indie car series, which 
uh, it's not unusual, but it's hugely significant in the modern era. And when I say it's not unusual, it's because um, there's been lots of British drivers and lots of British manufacturers, but never a combination of uh, a British driver and a British manufacturer taking on the might of America. Uh, this is pretty exciting, Jonathan, because to me, the most exciting thing about this, obviously, it's Max Chilton. He's a big name. He's, uh, but, but the fact that these guys with Carlin, I mean, Carlin, a hugely successful team, they've got a shot to, to, to do this right, to, to compete, don't they? Yeah, they do. And Carlin Motorsport, actually, uh, I've known Trevor Carlin for probably 20 years. He comes to the Macau Grand Prix every year. And, and Trevor has been almost, um, I want to say, involved in every form of motorsport and still is, from Formula One all the way down to the Junior Series of Formula Four uh, and Formula Renault, and continues with his team and his engineers and mechanics to be involved at those levels. But you probably, if you're a big motorsport fan, don't know the Carlin name that well if you watch Formula One and Indy. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, Trevor has always wanted. He loves America, just like myself, loves America, loves American racing, and has always wanted an Indy team. He came to America three years ago and started an Indy Lights team and actually has been punching above his weight ever since with wins for Ed Jones uh, and various other drivers, um, you know, in the Indy Lights series. And so people like me have been saying, so when are you going to go to Indy full time, Trevor? And that was always his intention. Um, it just, you know, the, the, the stars weren't aligned, if you will. Um, but they have learned their craft. And interestingly enough, their lead driver for this venture is Max Chilton, who was uh, a Formula One driver, but actually joined their Indy Lights team, literally to learn the ovals and to learn how to drive on the American uh, race scene. So if you like, all the stars have a line now because... Carlin have got a full-on IndyCar two-car team with Charlie Kimball and Max Chilton. Uh, they've also got – they continued their Indy Lights series. I'm not sure who the drivers are going to be, but therefore they've got four cars now in America. They have a base in Florida. They are still based here in Farnham in England. We went down there to do the interview with Max. Um, and, and they are very serious about – the British coming to America and winning. And I don't mean a manufacturer and I don't mean a, a, a driver. I mean a combination of a British team with a British driver, 26-year-old Max Chilton. Really, I mean, honestly, it really does excite me. And this is one of the few stories in motorsports in the last few years, you know, and in some ways has been catalyst by uh, Fernando Alonso coming with McLaren mm, yeah, and proving so much. Now, McLaren who are based in Woking in England, um, are a New Zealand team, actually. <laughs> Bruce McLaren was a, was a Kiwi. So it doesn't really count if you're being historical. Um, but the bottom line is, I think in some ways, that probably tipped the balance to say, look, um, you can come in. Uh, in the case of Fernando Alonso, he came in with Andretti. But this is a British team with, a, with, with a, basically a British set of engineers and mechanics and now with a british driver leading it and charlie kimball 32 year old charlie kimball from the states as their second driver but far you know finally not as a second driver he's a very experienced oh yeah IndyCar driver. but this is a really serious effort 
So bottom line is, whatever happens now with Trevor, he's not coming to make up the numbers. He's coming to win both the Indy 500 and to try to win the IndyCar Series. Yeah, this is really exciting news. And, you know, you talk about Charlie Kimball. He's an American and, uh, like I said, 32 years old. But he's uh, he's won an IndyCar race. He's He's been in uh, – in, uh, he's raced in over 100 races. He's been racing in seven, for seven years. So this guy's good, and uh, he's been uh, – you know, as little – as recently as, what, 2016, I was reading where he had um, – I think maybe that was his – oh, his last win was his 2013. But still, this is a – it's a fantastic driver to go alongside Max Chilton as well. So, uh, yeah, this is really yeah. exciting. And you'll hear in the interview with Max that uh, Charlie's the perfect foil, if you will, for Max Chilton because they've been teammates together at Ganassi. So they've got a, a relationship. They've got a you know camaraderie that will work. And I think that's a big part of all of this is, you know, just because – you know, Indy Lights is one thing, Indy Car is another. Uh, and taking on Roger Penske and Chip Ganassi is no mean feat. But they've got two Chip Ganassi uh, drivers who've got all the experience and, and learning from what they've learned in the last couple of years. And now they're going to put it back into their old favorite because uh, Charlie Kimball in 2007 drove for Colin. And, of course, Max Chilton can pretty much put down his whole career in terms of wins to the Carlin uh, motorsport team. So it re really is a home team looking to try to take on, you know, the American establishment. Well, it's going to be great to watch this. And I know that you, um, that you know all those guys and you're going to get the inside scoop for us. And the big deal was for, that we're about to hear in a few minutes is the fact that you were there in the headquarters of Carlin's headquarters there in, uh, in where are they? Are they just outside London? Yeah, they are. Uh, BT Sport, who I work with for here in the UK, um, are the rights holders of um, IndyCar. And so, yeah, we went down to the headquarters. As soon as we heard the news, we went down to the headquarters. Uh, and interestingly enough, uh, Radio 4 in the UK, BBC, uh, The Sun, um, which is a Murdoch-owned paper, but th there was a lot of interest. And while it remains to be a, you know, it's not going to hit the headlines uh, of this part of the world in, you know, in motorsport turns because Lewis Hamilton is very much dominant. And, of course, so are so many other great racing drivers. This story could become the biggest racing story of 2018 simply because it'll only gain – um, momentum um, as they progress. And I think it really is going to get very interesting because, you know, Max Chilton's a, a kid that's, and, and I say a kid, he's 26, but he relatively has not shown. He's been in Formula One, he's won in Formula Three, he's won in Indy Lights, and now this is his chance to break out. Uh, and, and you'll hear in the interview, I asked him a, a simple question, which is, you know, the environment that he's created around him is is one that, he will absolutely flourish him because he's literally been built around this team and they have been, you know, they have been encouraging him. So I think it's, it's a combination that's really hard for a racing driver to, to get in any time in his career. So Max has got the best opportunity over the next two, three years to, to really make it high. And uh, I really, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited for him and for British racing fans.
Yeah, this is going to be great. That uh, Jonathan, yeah. uh, it's over. It's like almost one a.m. there, and so Jonathan went on to bed. But uh, but we're going to go. He did not. Uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and play this interview with Max Chilton right after this break because I want to get the whole thing all in one. So let's take this break now. You listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin, Texas, and stick with us because we got this incredible interview with Max Chilton right after the break. The Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MB Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MB Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Mosing Motor Cars is Texas's only authorized dealer for Superformance products. Superformance's Mark III is the only Cobra replica built under license from Carroll Shelby. There's no finer example of a Cobra around. Mosing and Superformance is your supplier for all the great race cars of history. The GT40, the Mark III Cobra, the Corvette Grand Sport, and the Shelby Cobra Daytona Coupe. Mosing Motor Cars, 2420 West Breaker Lane, online at mosingmotorcars.com. Superformance and Mosing Motor Cars. Drive yourself happy. Dirtfish Rally School is the nation's most prestigious driving school, offering seven days a week, year-round driver education from 15-year-olds with no driving experience to amateur racers and professional drivers. Our professional instructors never judge a student based on who they are, where they're from, or their driving background. We'll keep you and your family safe on the road, or better, at the racetrack. Feel confident behind the wheel, no matter the situation, no matter what you've done, or where you've done it, or how well you've done it, we'll make you better. When news happens, it happens here. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, I'm JD Beach, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosing Motor Cars. Oh, man, messaging with J.D. Beach earlier. Congrats, J.D. Had to tell him, tell him but uh, he won the Super Prestigio. And if you're not familiar with what this is, this is a fantastic flat track race on dirt in, Barcelona, in uh, Spain. And what is so cool about it is it's off-season for all the MotoGP guys. And so, you know, they're somewhat family, even when they're on opposite teams or whatever. 
they all converge there and they all participate in this flat track. So it's not uncommon to see Marquez and Rossi and all these names, you know, but uh, just in recent history, this is, uh, this is fantastic because, you know, we just said JD won this year, big deal. And, and we'll put out the video. There's a full video of uh, this year's race, but uh, two years ago, our other buddy, Brad the Bullet Baker won. And so uh, the Americans are staking claim over there, beating the big boys. Yeah, a little boy from Kentucky, J.D. Beach. He's such a great kid, too. I, I love talking to him. We tried to get him on the show tonight, but he was traveling. So we may, may, maybe get him this week or something and put, put him on next, week, next weekend show or something. So, But that's a great story. And we tweeted a little bit about that. You can Google yeah. it and whatever. Watch so. for the video later. We'll put it out on Facebook. All right, well, let's jump right into this interview that Jonathan Green did this week with Max Chilton uh, talking about the Carlin venture into IndyCar in 2018. Here's Jonathan Green with Max Chilton. Well, Max Chilton, um, we meet again, um, but here under much different circumstances at Carlin in the UK for probably the biggest uh, announcement that um, Carlin's had to make in the last few years, which is finally... Uh, Trevor Carlin's ambition to be a full car indie team has come true and you're going to be driving for them. Uh, your reaction, first of all, to all of that coming together um, for both yourself and Trevor? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for myself and, and Trevor um, and Stephanie. They've put in a lot of effort to make this possible. Um, and the best way I can describe it is, um, to me, it's like coming home. Home is where the heart is and my heart never left this factory. Um, I used to come back here even when I was at Formula One, when I was at Ganassi last year, um, because this is, this is you know, part of the family for me. Um, and I've always won for Carlin uh, in F3, British F3, um, GP2, which is now uh, Formula Two, and also Indy Lights. So I've never not won with them. So fingers crossed we can keep that, that ball rolling and, and get some more trophies here, which is already a hell of a lot <laughs> around me. I was going to say, uh, I've not been to this facility, and when you look around, um, Carlin has always had that moniker of a junior team and being, um, you know, the, the likes of yourself, Vettel, Ricardo, have, have gleaned, you know, a great deal of experience from the engineers here and from Trevor himself. But of course, then you go on to Formula One and, and, and sort of that history, if you will, is forgotten. But now you can kind of marry the two because now you have a full on run at a major uh, championship, if not the, the, the biggest championship, certainly in the United States. But um, you've got to be excited about all of those kind of things coming together. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. The, the thing that's most exciting is, is Carlin have been one of the world leaders in junior formula, um, and they've, but they've never stepped out of that category. So now we're in the big boy stuff, we're in IndyCar. Um, that's as big as it gets, really. And um, I have no doubt that they can be as professional in that as they have been in every other uh, formula that they've done. The other thing which is exciting, 2018 um, is basically everyone's going to the same aero kit. So it's basically the nearest IndyCar's ever been to a one-make formula and that's where Carlin really excels. Um, they get the simple things right and then really sort of fine, fine tune the details. And um, you know, I'm not saying we're going to come straight out from where we're going next year and be winning, but I have no doubt that by the end of the year we can be getting some podiums and hopefully I can get another win and keep my sort of record with Carlin uh, going. And for those that don't know, I mean, I think the interesting part about all of this coming together is the fact that this has been in a few years in the making. I remember when you took what was a very bold step to effectively jump out of Formula One and go back to a junior Indy Lights 
uh, series for the simple reason that this was your best way to learn what is always a tough thing, ovals. Um, I mean, so, and that was with Carlin and Ed Jones. So I guess you were thinking back then, right, okay, if this all comes together and I can learn this, then I'll be in the right position. Yeah, it was always a, a dream of ours to, to make this happen, but we, we weren't stupid and we knew it had to make sense um, as a business. And uh, this year, as I said, is is the year to do it. Um, everyone's going to be sort of a level playing field. I know we can come out and do a good job uh, from word go. And uh, yeah, it's it's been three years since I started my sort of American quest in motorsport with Carlin, and we're now here with a, a fully fledged two car uh, IndyCar team. So uh, hopefully, it's the start of an amazing career for Carlin and myself in America. I know I asked you this at the 500, and everybody was asking this: was you know Fernando coming there? How hard is it to get used to ovals, especially in his case, coming literally for a one-off race? But you've won on an oval. Um, but just tell us about that transition from Formula One to oval racing, and why it is so different. Um, the thing that's difficult about it is the um, sort of the level of detail you have to do to just make you know if you do a finest of detail changes on the car setup wise makes a massive difference when you're out on track um, especially when you've got the dirty of 32 other cars doing 240 miles an hour uh, you have to be pretty confident with your your car setup um, Fernando did an amazing job coming straight out and, and getting on with it um, and obviously to be he was leading it at one point which was just remarkable but uh, it is doable but it's, it's a lot of mind over matter stuff as well because there's a lot of fear involved but you've got to sort of put that aside the best you can um, and get on with it um, Formula One race at these speeds for the split second and then they break and slow down. We, we, we carry that speed on with less downforce through a corner, wheel by, you know, sometimes side by side. So it's a, it's a huge uh, change mentally, but uh, I, I'm ready for it. Talking about being ready for it, how much and how important was last year? Being with Ganassi, being with Chip and being with Scott Dixon and, and obviously leading the 500. Tell us first of all about that because those sorts of experiences, as you say, make you ready for what you're about to go for 2018. Yes, yeah, so I'm coming back with uh, Gallagher. They've been with me for two years. Uh, we're coming back for our third year with them and um, I'm going to carry the experience I've, I've learnt with Chip Ganassi and Gallagher across to our new quest this year. Um, to the 500 because the 500 this year was was remarkable for myself I I had an okay start um, we qualified well but then I started to drop back and at one point after the first stint I was in the pit lane behind Fernando who was leading it and I was a lap down to him my teammate had just crashed and I thought can this day get any worse um, and then 50 laps later I was leading the race um, lost the lead for a bit and then by lap 148 I took the lead off of Charlie Kimball actually and uh, we were leading 1-2 all the way till uh, six laps to go uh, and I, I dropped to fourth um, but it was an amazing day I can't look back at it in anger I have to think how amazing that day was to be dead last and finish fourth um, but I know we can do that again I've got that sensation of leading now so hopefully you know, come May, we can we can do it do it again. Well, I know it's Trevor's ambition. Uh, he always said, I mean, Formula One, yeah, it's a pinnacle. He's been there, but when you look at Sato's car and some of the names that have come through, Sato winning last time would be really nice to have Max Chilton's car here, along with Vettel's and Sato's, as an Indy 500 or any any Indy car race win, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, it just you saying that gives me goose pimples to have an <laughs> Indy 500 car in here sort of untouched from finishing the race all dirty you know if that if we can be in that position next year I'll be a I'll be a, a lifelong happy person 
I've known you a while, um, and I don't think we've seen the best of Max Chilton yet um, in a lot of ways because you already mentioned it. It's very hard for a racing driver to find an environment that they really can excel. Um, you know, and I think, to be honest, I think that's another reason why someone like Fernando might stay at McLaren because I think he's found a home there and they're building a team around him. You've got a team that is, is ready-made almost around you. Do you feel that now, perhaps, given the trust, if that's the right word, yeah. that you can really excel? Yeah, 100%. And I, you've sort of nailed it on the head there. I'm one of these drivers. I have to be comfortable with my surroundings. Otherwise, I'm sort of I'm at 80% the whole time. And I was probably a little bit like that last year. I know coming here, uh, especially once we've got a car, which I know I can rely on, I will then give it that 100% and that's when I, I can do well and I always have done well with Carlin. Once they've given me the car to do the job, I've usually gone out and finished high up in a championship and got race wins. So um, just excited that we can get into that position, um, hopefully this year and if not the following year. I think you can also be, I pr presume now, I know you're a youngster still, but you're a flag bearer in many ways because the, the change now between Formula One and Indy, it used to be that, you know, Indy wasn't as thought of. And as you've mentioned, it's going to be a lot closer in terms of racing. So it's more about the drivers now. And when I look down, you know, this, this sort of pit lane here, if you will, of young drivers like Cameron Das has coming up an American, uh, Di Francesco, the Canadian, uh, you've got Seti Camera, you've got Lando Norris, who's of course already signed up with, with McLaren. So you've got a lot of guys who are looking to you uh, to, to be the leader of this team. And also, <laughs> you know, like I said, they've got some talent too. So you, you're in a great position to both, you know, lead the team, but also uh, know that um, there's a couple of guys who, who want that seat. <laughs> yeah, I think to, to really succeed, you do need a team built around you. And that's, I'm in the best place in the world to have that done is here because they're just so devoted to, to extracting the most out of the drivers. Um, they've always done that with me and I have no doubt we can do that again next year. We've got a great number of uh, junior drivers sort of on the way up to try and get to Formula 1, but um, I'm sure some will try the American route um, and hopefully we can build a team for them that we can sort of have them come join us out in America. But um, I'm at the stage in my career now, I, I'm really, you know, I'm old enough and I'm, I've got the passion to lead a team. Finally, Max, um, as we sit here in, in, in dreary, dreary old England, back in, uh, uh, you know, back in the south of England, um, I think back of the history of Nigel Mansell, uh, of Graham Hill, of all the guys that have taken part in indie racing, um, but we've never had this combination of a British successful team, a young British driver who's already had all the experience needed. Um, you've got to be excited by the, by the historical perspective of this because this has not been done this way, um, but we've always kind of dipped our foot and I don't think the Americans have taken it or taken the British effort in um, Indy as seriously as they finally did with Fernando last year. But now with a team, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, um, obviously McLaren have gone out there in separate years and Lotus to do really the 500 but no, they've never had a championship effort from a British team um, and a British driver so I'm super excited that I can sort of set history and you know we can we are, we'll just not give up until we actually succeed out there and I think it's possible so I uh, can't wait to, to get this year or 2018 underway. Finally last bit um, just the, the details Delara Chassis, the aerodynamics like you say are a, a package that everybody's got so it's a lot more uh, level. 
and Charlie Kimball, a guy you know very well, um, an American who's got a lot of experience. Um, it, is that going to be also helpful that you can work with each other? Yeah, so the, the good thing with Charlie, he knows the team. He's raised here uh, in the mid-2000s in, in, in European Formula 3. Uh, his father was an engineer in Senna's era, uh, I think, at McLaren. So he's got that engineering background he's inherited from his father. Um, we both worked with each other last year and the last two years. So we can just sort of gel together and not have, there's no learning phase. Everyone knows everybody and we can just crack the whip and get on with it. The only difference is Chevrolet Honda. Does it make that much difference? It will make a difference depending on the race, but it's going to be the closest IndyCar's ever been because everyone's got the same aero level. So uh, fingers crossed it's, it's close, uh, but hopefully Chevrolet have the upper hand. Well, congratulations to you. Thank congratulations you. to Trevor and to everybody here. Thanks for talking to us. Have a great Christmas. I know you will. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, pretty exciting news, and this is going to be fun to watch. It is, it is, and, you know, this this year's going to be an awesome season for IndyCar. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break, but stick with us, because when we get back, we're going to have a fantastic professional in the race industry to talk to, David Martinez, who's one of the co-founders of Speed Group, along with uh, Tony Calderon and James Henchcliffe. Yep, that's his partner in IndyCar. So it's going to be a really exciting interview. Stick with us after the break. Listen to Speed City. Back after these short messages. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself. Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. The Racetrack. It's where legends are born. Where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Dirtfish Rally School is the nation's most prestigious driving school, offering seven days a week, year-round driver education from 15-year-olds with no driving experience to amateur racers and professional drivers. Our professional instructors never judge a student based on who they are, where they're from, or their driving background. We'll keep you and your family safe on the road, or better, at the racetrack. Feel confident behind the wheel, don't matter the situation, no matter what you've done, or where you've done it, or how well you've done it, we'll make you better. I'm Steve Arpin, drive the Jacob Company Sport Fiesta for Lone Bro Chip Ganassi Racing. You're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosing Motor Cars. All right, welcome back to Speed City. We're really excited because our next guest is one of the people that is kind of behind the scenes. You know, we've got drivers on all the time. It's really exciting. We all see them on television and on the web. But uh, this is one of the guys that keeps the sport rolling, pun intended, from uh, from behind the scenes, 
and David Martinez is one of the founders of Speed Group, along with Tony Calderon and James Hinchcliffe. Hinchcliffe, and, he sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, that James Hinchcliffe from uh, from IndyCar. And these guys have done some really amazing works. They're based right here in Austin. And they've had some really big driver names like Esteban Gutierrez and Alfonso Celis. A couple and, of names that are familiar again. Yeah, all the way up to the level of Formula One. So really excited to have David. David, welcome to Speed City. Thank you, guys. Good evening and uh, hello to everyone that's uh, tuning in to Speed City tonight. Well, we're really excited to have you, David, because like I was saying, you guys, uh, right here, you're based here in Austin and... Uh, but but you guys have some of the the biggest names in the sport and and training them and and helping them develop as uh, as race drivers. But why don't you give me a little more background on your history as well? Because I know you've done some driving and other things as well. Uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, guys. Well, uh, to make my long uh, story short, uh, I was basically uh, one of the fortunate guys that was born into racing. Uh, my family has a long history of racing back in Mexico. Um, my father used to be a, a big name um, when when racing in Mexico was was big in the uh, 1980s. So I was basically born into that, and I pretty much started really young. I was fortunate enough to to have the, the support in my family to start karting when I was six years old, and started uh, karting up my way into. Um, when I was uh, a teenager, uh, when I had the opportunity to to start uh, racing professionally in Mexico, and up the ladder uh, all the way into uh, what was back then Champ Car, uh, which is now IndyCar. Uh, so I had the great opportunity to to race in Europe um, in World Series, A1GP, American Le Mans, Grand Am, um, Indy Lights, Atlantics. So. Uh, I mean, I'm one of the passionate guys in racing that uh, knew from a very young age that this is what I wanted to do. So uh, I was very fortunate to meet uh, some great people along the way, like James and, uh, and Tony. And yeah, so we basically decided to to, uh, to create Speed Group uh, as a platform to, to help young drivers and, and people uh, inside the motorsports uh, community um to climb their way into what's a very complicated sport where uh you know there's uh, i don't believe there's so many variables that change continuously in any sport that they do in motorsports and where you're always um you need you know a lot of backup uh uh and you know that's that's basically what we're trying to do so uh, i was a driver and now like like you mentioned well uh, i'm on the other side uh, trying to to encourage young drivers to to perform at, at their maximal ability as uh, fast as we can, and you know try to take them in the right direction. So uh, we've been uh, fortunate enough to have success and to have great drivers come into our program, um, all the way into Formula One, American Le Mans, or the Road to Indy. Uh, uh, championship. So, yeah, here we are, happy and, you know, back in, back in racing, even if it's outside of the cockpit. David, I got to ask one thing. You know, I get uh, I get the opportunity to be out surf America's lot and see you guys and folks you are working with. And uh, they're already in line, you know, headed the right way. But what are some things that uh, somebody might think is a, is a good idea, but is not a good idea in getting your, your young 
son or daughter into racing? What's a common mistake we need to avoid? Well, it's it's a very complicated sport because you don't get uh, perhaps the knowledge or the history uh, as some other sports, you know, where you just go buy a racquetball or a, or a soccer ball and, and get your son to practice. It's a little bit more complicated than that. And even then, getting the, the appropriate training and quality training is a lot of times um, misjudged by parents which have, you know, little knowledge about the sport. Um, we all know it's a very expensive sport, so um, when you have the opportunity of a lifetime to have a budget or a family support behind, and, you know, if you make a, uh, a wrong decision, whether it's picking the wrong series or picking the right timing or picking the wrong team, then, you know, you're talking about misspending uh, millions of dollars. So uh, James and I and Tony went through this, you know, the, all of our, our career when we were younger, and uh, it was, I believe, around 10 or 15 years ago when, when uh, you know, we always talked about, like, how much our lives would have been easier inside the sport if we had a little bit more uh, support from people that, you know, have gone through this experience before. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about that in any sport, uh, it's got it's so helpful to have somebody to guide you or any career for that matter is to help somebody guide you. But you're right. There's no sport that's got the complexity of motorsports and the timing and 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 everything from luck to everything else that that makes some of these drivers successful. So uh, but, David, I want to ask you a little bit about the process. You know, I, I you know, give us a, some typical uh, let's say typical pathways that you've seen some of the young drivers take and that you help them with. Well, it's it's even more complicated in the in the modern day because uh, in the in the in the old days it, it used to be mainly about uh, being able to drive a car in the Ayrton Senna days and and raw uh, raw talent. Uh, but but these days there's uh, so many more uh, complications that are coming to the sport. There's simulators. There's uh, uh, a lot of theories all around the world, and uh, you know, drivers are more prepared uh, physically and mentally, and uh, there's a lot more into the sport. So it's it's basically comparing. I I read a really good book that I hope you guys read. That's called Outliers, and and it's it applies to every case. When you have a an exceptional, uh, either whether it's an artist or or a professional player or a, or a driver. It's always the same. You're always trying to to add the the right variables at the right time with the right timing uh, in the right place with the right guy with the right mentality. So this that's basically what we try to do. We try uh, to encourage our clients uh, to find the right timing to go to the right place to have the proper training uh, with a proper guy. Um, and then also it's a, a lot about timing because. Um, you know, it, it comes different with every driver. You've seen a guy like uh, Max Verstappen, which is uh, at his peak at a very young age, and then you find a driver like Fernando Alonso, which is able to to stick to his commitment. Uh, you know, many many years after his success in Formula One. So it's all about uh, understanding the variables that are into play. And like I mentioned before, these variables are changing every day. Every day is different. Every day you go to a different track. Every every day the weather is different. Every day, every year the teams are different. The personnel is changing. So just, you know, the fact that 
you know, we've had the opportunity to, to meet all these um, people in the motorsports world, which is, you know, it's it's a small world in the end. Uh, everybody, everybody knows each other. So if you've been, if you've been there uh, long enough, you know, you kind of start putting the pieces together and, and just try to find the right path for a driver, uh, depending on his personality, background, uh, potential, and then just try to maximize every variable and just try to push them in the right direction. Well, tell us a little bit about what all that you guys do for them. I mean, I know that you, you yourself with your driving skills, you know, you can obviously help them behind the wheel, but I know that Speed Group does lots of different things and uh, talk about what all the services and all the things that you do for drivers and, and teams. Yes, of course. Well, there's, there's a, a few things um, that, that we uh, focus more on. Um, like I mentioned, depends a little bit on, on, on every driver, but let's, let's pick a young driver that's 12 years old and has the potential backup and the commitment uh, and the backing of his family whether it's financial or, or uh, whether just uh, determined to support him all the way, and and you know because there's a lot of sacrifices. So the first step is just doing an evaluation uh, uh, setup. Uh, we have a driver development center in, in Houston where it'll be basically uh, depending on the driver's age. But again, talking about a 12-year-old, uh, probably uh, put him on a go kart and evaluate you know where where he needs to work on. And then we basically create a program to bring him up to speed as fast as we can because, you know, the first impression is so important in motorsports as it is in many other sports. So before we put him in the spotlight, we try to prepare him as much as we can in every possible circumstance uh, that we're allowed to within our budget. And then when he or she is ready, then, then we look around the motorsports world and what their objective is, whether it's, uh, going to Formula One or uh, going to IndyCar or going to the sports car world. And then we basically turn into a management role and try to put him in the, the right team uh, with the right people, uh, with the right teammates uh, at the right time. And then basically we support them, uh, you know, uh, through their uh, partnership with this team. And additionally, uh, you know, like James Hinchcliffe has done very well, you know, these days, aside from being a really good race car driver, it's very important to be good outside of the track. So that's where the PR and social media uh, come in to make sure we build up their brand as they're getting ready to jump into the into the spotlight. And uh, after that, it's just uh, bringing, uh, you know, uh, support outside of the track, making sure that... Um, you know they do. They're doing everything they need to do, uh, keeping their their feet on the ground, and uh, yeah, just you know push them towards towards success. You know, I, I remember Tony Calderon telling us one of the things that uh, they actually coached one of the drivers on social media do's and don'ts because he was crossing the line a little bit there to pull back. You don't want to you don't want to offend. You don't want to confront matters in a way that uh, will drive your your sponsorships or, or potential sponsors away. So that that's an interesting take. I don't think a lot of people think about it. And honestly, I, I love hearing you, social. David and Tony and James talking about, you know, we can get in the car and drive all day on the track, but let's talk about the things away from the steering wheel. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes people forget. I mean, if there was a class that I think a driver to, to take was how to be a race car driver and that's, 
you know, there's been some really good examples like Adrian Fernandez. He was a Mexican driver that was flawless outside of the track. Uh, he was very good with the people. He was very good with his fans. Uh, very good with his sponsors. Uh, very good with the media. And, you know, all these aspects are maybe as important as being inside, uh, being good inside the cockpit. So, you know, that's part of the job that we do is just to, you know, keep our drivers relevant and, you know, have a, a good following and, you know, take care of their fans and take care of their sponsors. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. It's, it's so important these days to uh, have an impeccable uh, brand and social media and, and PR. So that's, that's uh, you know, one of the parts we, we assist our drivers in. Well, I want to take a quick break, but when we come back, David, I want to talk about some of the success you've had, some of the specific you know, let's say case studies or whatever. Let's let's talk about that when we come back. So uh, stick with us through the break. Listen to Speed City. We back up these quick messages. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself, Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Bozing Motor Cars is Central Texas' source for classic performance cars. British, German, Italian, Japanese, and American. Ready for that special car you've always dreamed of? Mosing has you covered. Looking to sell a classic? Let Mosing handle all the details and get that special vehicle in the hands of the right buyer. Visit the showroom at 2420 Westbreaker Lane or call 512-821-9491 or browse the garage online at mosingmotorcars.com. Mosing Motor Cars. Drive yourself happy. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutale Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 Envy Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of Envy Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. You have made the right choice. Talk 1370. Hey, I'm Tanner Faust, one of the hosts of Top Gear, and thanks for listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosing Motor Cars. <laughs> We need to update that Tanner Faust bumper coming back. Are they still? Well, I actually was watching it today, so well, that's, he's uh, still around. They're not still doing the American version, are they? Yeah, I think so. It seemed, it seemed fairly recent. I don't know how, <laughs> how close it was. Well, we're going to jump back in here with David Martinez, one of the founders of Speed Group. And, and David, when we went to the break, I wanted to – I mentioned that I wanted to ask you about some of the success stories because, I mean, you guys have come out of the gate uh, pretty fast with Speed Group and – 
And you've had some big success stories. Uh, I want to talk about what some of your favorites uh, that you guys have done. I was just thinking about that on the break, and I'll 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 try to give you four quick, uh, really good stories, especially on the driver development side. Um, so you have a you know a, a better idea on on how we do things, at Speed Group. Um, so one of uh, last year, one of our newest clients, Corey Anders, he's a local guy in Houston. Sure. Um, he's a 19 year old. Uh, started a bit late into racing. Uh, they own a, a Mercedes dealership, and they basically wanted to, to start racing. So, uh, you know, they had all the commitment from the family, all the commitment from his dad, you know, to start it racing and, you know, wanted to jump right on it, you know, because obviously he wasn't that young to start into the motorsport. So basically the strategy we pulled was uh, that, you know, in our driver development center in Houston, we basically, uh, you know, talked to him about his main goals, and his main goal right off the bat was he wanted to be an IndyCar driver. So, um, you know, the way to Indy is the road to Indy, which is great these days because it's it's a great ladder system to go into IndyCar. Um, so basically what we did, we knew we had to make a good impression for him um, in the road to Indy for teams and for himself and for his family to, to show that, you know, he had the potential to do so. So uh, we trained him in closed doors for, for a year. Uh, we personally, uh, with personal coaching done by me, uh, uh, we did that for a year with no racing, no background experience. And, you know, just like uh, I heard on Max Silton's interview earlier, you know, we found a, a good timing uh, to jump into racing, which was uh, this past year into 2017, where, you know, there were new cars, uh, even playing field for everybody. And, you know, we took a year prior to that to get him ready. Um, and we put Corey Anders in the spotlight and, you know, straight away he was, you know, one of the top drivers in the series and he's one of the favorites uh, in the USF 2000 series next year. So that, you know, that's a great case where we found maximum potential for a driver really quick. And, you know, we, we pulled a lot of heads that, you know, have never heard of him because, you know, he was pretty new to the sport. And, you know, that was yeah. that was a great success story. And then, you know, another story that's, that's really good. Uh, one of our, you know, long-term, uh, clients, Will Owen, that's, you know, now been racing in Europe and you probably had him in speech oh, yeah. for, for a couple of times. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his story is great. We, we found Will again. He was, uh, on the road to Indy. He was racing US, uh, USF 2000, which is the first step in the ladder to, to IndyCar. Uh, we met him and his family. I believe it's in 20, uh, 2014. Um, you know, he just finished his US, USF 2000 championship uh, with a, uh, you know, stressful uh, and, you know, not very successful year where he was finishing probably averaging between 10th and 20th on the grid and was looking to jump into the Pro Mazda program, which is the second step of the ladder to IndyCar. And uh, we took him there and, you know, obviously the first thing we thought, okay, we, we have to try to get him to the, to the best team, which back then was Junko's Racing which had just won the championship. And so, again, we took Will into closed doors, uh, working in, in his uh, driving skills. And, you know, before we put him into the spotlight with the team, you know, because it was a team that had a lot of demand for their three or four seats, uh, we had to make sure that Will, Will was ready uh, to make a great impression. So, uh, you know, after all the work we did with him, uh, he was actually, he shined in his first test where nobody thought he had an option to, to sign for them. He was the fastest kid out of the the four drivers in his first test, and he had to drive 
with Junkos racing and with multiple podium finishes on his first year. So that's those that's are, another really good story. Those are great examples. Yeah. I want to I want to hear the others, but those are so great because these are young kids. You know, <laughs> the first story already any experience, and and uh, and and Ender's not doing well after. Uh, I mean, until after you guys uh, worked with him. I got to ask you on these young guys like this, I think of, of confidence as being one of those keys and, and having you guys come in, surround them and, and bring in all the all's professional experience to help build their confidence. It's got to be a huge part of that, right? Confidence is huge. And it's so important because, you know, it takes confidence in every sport, but you know, when you have, when you have a coach on your side, um, you know, let's talk about golf or basketball and, and you're doing some practice and, and he gives you a, you know, an example or an idea or, or something to try. It's pretty easy to, to throw the ball and, you know, and trust him, uh, when you're doing practice. But when you got somebody on your side to tell you to go fast into a 200 mile an hour corner, then, you know, you really have to trust this person. And you really have to have confidence and you really need to believe in the people you're working with. So part of our success is that, you know, all the people behind Speed Group have been there for, for a lot of time and are uh, have been successful drivers in the past as well. So this is one of our key ingredients where, you know, uh, back, back in the day, uh, you know, when Will was driving, I would not only coach him, but get him in the, get in the car as well and, and you know, I'd show him. Uh, some of my ideas doing myself. And, um, you know, this brings a uh, huge confidence to drivers when they see what the car can do in the hands of, uh, someone else. Yeah. And you have, you have so much information these days as far as onboard camera, uh, sensors that tell you where drivers break, how they break, how they go to, to power. And, uh, you know, all these tools we have used in our development center to, bring the confidence up in these kids, you know, and, and that's made a huge, a uh, huge difference in our, in our stories. Yeah. We can't forget that the danger that's, that is this sport. It's gotten so much safer, but there is the, that danger element and that confidence is, is so high. Uh, well, we got just about a couple minutes left. Did you have one more of the uh, success stories you want to yeah. talk about? Yeah. I'd say the last one, the, the, we're probably our, our best one for last, um, when I was in my in my uh, best years as a race car driver, I started doing driver development just because um, I I love racing and and I've been a part of it all my life and uh, you know I had my dad as a mentor so I decided to become a mentor even though when, even though I was still racing so I made a step with Tiaras when I was about twenty twenty six twenty five years old when I was in my path to 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 become a champ car driver for Forsyth Racing. And he was a very young kid. He was, I believe, 13 or 14 years old. So I, I have just come back from Europe. I've understood how how everything worked in Europe and how they maximized everything on the history of the racing world uh, worked over there. So I pretty much spent a couple of years training, karting with him, uh, just me and him, three or four days every week, uh, back-to-back, uh, racecraft, uh, qualifying simulations, um, and just the fact that I understood how complicated it gets as you climb up the ladder, how, you know, less track time you get, how less time you get to perform, what everybody expects from you. So basically when, when he jumped for the first time in an open wheel car, when he was around 15, um, where drivers are, you know, pretty new to the sport, he has so much experience, so much practice. Obviously he had the great talent. Um, 
support yeah. from his family, but you know all the all the support we did from from him for him back then. He showed up in in in, in Europe and he was the champion for Formula BMW USA, and everybody was like, "Where the hell did this <laughs> come from?" You know, but <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously there still was a lot of problems. But like I mentioned before, there were so many variables yeah. taken care of before then that he knew how to use new tires in qualifying, which is a you know huge deal in motorsports. Uh, he knew exactly what team to go to. He knew exactly what tracks he needed to practice before he went into the championship. So when he showed up, he just looked like a mature professional driver. He was only 14, 15 years old. Man, that's got to... And he got to Formula One, so... Yeah, it's got to... How did you... I mean, you had to be just over-the-top excited when he hit to Formula One. I mean, that's an incredible success story for you and the speed group. But, well, David, we are out of time. Thank you so much. Congratulations on hey, all your success. And You folks need to check out Speed Group. Easiest place, yeah. go to Facebook, hit Speed Group. You'll see him around the Speed City page as well. Yeah, David, thanks again, buddy. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, have a great evening and, and uh, see you soon. All right, see Merry Christmas to the Speed Group. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. Check us out on our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and social media and everything. And, of course, we'll see you next Sunday night, 7 o'clock, right here, Talk 1370. Ciao, y'all. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to Speed City. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.